Today's episode is sponsored by ChrisTaylorRacing.com. Welcome to Driven to Compete. I'm Kerry Rouse, and I travel to racetracks around the U.S., where I interview members of the racing community and share their stories as a form of inspiration for our community. I'm here with Carter Fartuck, and we are at COTA Circuit of Americas for the GT World Challenge. Uh, Skip Barber team. Yep. And um, you have a pretty important role for Skip Barber in addition to driving. So yep. tell me a little bit about what you do for Skip Barber. Yeah, so I am uh, I'm the director of instructors for Skip Barber. So I hire all the instructors, schedule all them, all that kind of stuff, and a bunch of other things behind the scenes with, with the company, with the team. Um, and then also during these race weekends, I'm one of the GT4 drivers. Um, and uh, mostly I'm coaching a lot of the guys that are under here. A lot of our Honda TC team, TCA, and then my co-driver Matt Forbush here in the, uh, in the GT4 car as well. So very, very busy weekends. And then also get out there and do some hot laps for fans sometimes and, uh, and stuff like that. So very, very busy schedule, yeah. Well, um, tell me a little bit about how the season's going so far. Yeah, so I mean, it's a brand new car. Um, our Super GT4 car is, is brand new to our team. So we're just learning it every single weekend. We're trying a lot of different things and sometimes those things work, sometimes they don't. So it's all kind of, that's what this first year is uh, with, with these cars. It's just learning as much as we can, taking in as much information as we can as possible. Um, and it's been going good so far. I mean, the first weekend we got a podium, oh, which nice. is incredible yeah. out of 40, 42 or 43 cars in that first race, we finished third overall. Which oh is, man, that is awesome. Cool. We definitely got lucky, definitely got a little bit lucky, but <laughs> at the same time we were quick. So we've been very quick, it's just, it's, it's, it's trying to get that speed right away, right off the bat, yeah. which we're getting closer and closer now, especially this weekend, which is really good. So uh, we're gonna hope for a really good weekend here. We're getting faster and faster each session. This next session will be the first session with new tires, so we'll see. How, I mean, I'm sure you guys are looking at the times for everybody else right yeah. now in the, in the class. Uh, where, where are you sitting right now based, and these are just practice times. Yeah. But. Yeah, so right now we're about mid-pack, and I mean, yesterday's session we were we were just um, ahead of mid-pack, and we were one of the only teams on old tires still. Yeah. So a lot of guys had sticker tires. Cool. So, so um, that's very, very good for us. That feels good for us. Um, and I mean, yesterday there were 50 cars out there, so we were like 21st, 22nd. So, uh, but we had some lap times that would have put us in, in like 14th or so. So, yeah. you know, it, we're in a good spot, I feel. We're gonna see definitely, um, here before lunch, how, how our session's gonna go, but uh, I feel, feel good about it. When you do all this work to make the car better, yep. right? It's it's for the these specific, uh, how many Supras do you have? We, we have two, we only race one okay. right now. So we have one as a backup, or if we have one of our one of our students or one of our clients come through and wanna race it, they can, they can race it as well. So with all the work you're putting into making it, it behave like the way you want it to, I assume, you're gonna stick with the exact same car next year, because otherwise, doesn't all that stuff go out the window or not? There's a possibility. I mean, the thing is, you know, with these kind of races, there's the whole factor of all these cars are so different. The BMW, the Porsche, McLaren, Mercedes, our car, they're all completely different. And so this year, we're really taking into consideration all those things, and there's this thing called BOP that, that yep. they add. So yep. the balance of performance to try to try and make all the cars equal doesn't really always work out that way. Um, 
but we're really just taking in as much information and seeing which car is the most consistent every single weekend. Okay. And if we end up making a change next year, then we will. But um, it'll be cool if we stay with Toyota Supra. We have a really good deal with Toyota right now. Really great partnership with them and, and uh, Skip Barber Racing School. So if we can keep that going, that'll be awesome. So. so tell me a little bit more about the BLP, because I'm still learning for about myself. It's different because when I race in the SCCA, there's a BOP, but it's like once a year they allow you to make changes. Yeah. It, it happens like almost real time for you guys, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah, so they, they set a BOP before the race weekend. So it's pretty much they're trying to equal out the power to weight ratio between all the cars. Yep. BMWs have really high horsepower, but a little bit heavier. We're low horsepower, but we're a little bit lighter. Um, shorter wheelbase. So they take in, they try to take in all those uh, different things into consideration. Before the weekend, they set out an initial BOP. Then throughout the weekend, they can change the BOP. Yeah. So typically, after today, if they see that some things are really, really not that yeah. equal, then they'll go ahead and they'll probably make a make a big change. So. And the kind of the changes that are made are like ride height, weight, weight, power maps as well. Oh, really? So they you... control our power maps. Oh, yeah. they control them. They they tell us which ones we're allowed. Okay. So after every single session. When we come in, they, they plug in a computer uh, into our car and they check every little bit of our, uh, our <laughs> you know, ABS brakes, whatever else we have on there, and then our power stick that we have as well. Make sure that it's BOP legal. Okay. okay. So they come in, they say, you're on the silver power stick, and we might have, you know, four or five different power sticks that we can have. So okay. we're not at stock power whatsoever. We're, I think, on the second slowest power stick. So. They'll change that on all the cars as well. Uh, they'll put a lot of weight into cars. They'll uh, take out weight. Um, so uh, they'll they'll do some of those, and then they'll they'll change the minimum and, and maximum ride height that you're allowed as well. So those, those are all the different things. Now, uh, all those things are easily changeable between sessions, I guess, for the team, right? Sometimes, okay. sometimes they are. So um, it can be a little bit difficult sometimes uh, to change some things. Whether it's the weight, they add a whole lot of weight to the car, then we have to find bigger bolts and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. And depending on when they do it, there might not be as much time in between sessions. Okay. But typically, those things are a little bit easier to do. The ride heights are the most difficult part because when you're changing the ride heights and say we're already, you know, below what our, our minimum is or whatever, yeah. you know, we have to raise the car up and a lot of times we want to put it on a setup pad. We want to make sure that when we've made all those changes that the car is still, you know, balanced. So that takes a little bit of extra time. So it, it's really dependent on what exactly the BOP change is. So with, with the way the BOP works, there's probably some games that people play, right? Like yeah. they want to have almost the best time, but maybe not quite an overdog or anything like that. Exactly. Yeah, and we saw that a lot more in TC America. A lot less cars. GT4, we have you know 45 cars typically. Um, but yeah, a lot of times they'll see that. Okay, well, we're obviously very very quick, so they'll back off their pace or they'll mess up a couple corners. There's a lot of games that are played, especially at the higher level of pro races. So. I mean, it's, it's all part of the sport, I think. Exactly, and the thing with GT4 is it's harder to do it here because there's so many teams in the series and there's so many different teams that have the same manufacturer I see, them. yeah. So there could be five teams with, with you know three or four BMWs under their tent. And just because these two teams talk to each other and agree that, hey, 
we're going to slow down a little bit doesn't mean that that got around to everybody. <laughs> yeah, so, okay, that makes so sense. So it's not as hard to do it in GT4, which I, I absolutely love. Yeah. Because it was, it was pretty difficult in TC America Good. last year. Um, well, tell me a little bit about um, how you got started um, in motorsports in general. I, I think I read on the Skip Barber side, you're, you're a first generation racer, right? Yeah. Yes, it was just being young, loving the sound of lawnmower engines, so love, just <laughs> loving engines. And uh, when I was a kid, my, my dad and our, our his friends around our neighborhood, they would all get together every Sunday and they would watch the NASCAR races. So I grew up just watching those races and I wanted to do something like that. Um, an indoor go-kart track opened up near me when I was about 13, 14 years old and ended up going. Scared, scared beyond belief to do it. Um, I was not a daredevil whatsoever as a kid, uh, but my dad convinced me. He's like, "Hey, let's let's just go and try it." And I'm going. Was really really quick my first time. And then they wanted to enter me into this junior series there, and uh, entered in. And again, I was like, "No, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it." But my dad was like, "No, let's just let's try it out. Let's do one race." Went out for the first race. Won it by a whole whole lap. Oh God! The, the, the whole field. Um, and then just kind of started my love from there, and then from indoor go-karting went to outdoor go-karting, and uh, started to do that at the club level, then went regional, then went national, then grand national level, and um, got picked up as a factory driver for one of the karting brands, uh, which was really cool. Um, so traveled all over the, the country, racing big national races, won some championships, and um, I actually ended up in 2013 going to Skip Barber Racing School. So okay. Skip Barber was like the Mecca. That was that was what, you know, um, what anybody from karting wanted to go into to be able to make it to that next step yep. into car racing. So I went to Skip Barber, met a lot of really cool people, learned a whole lot, and uh, since then was able to make a lot of really good uh, acquaintances that gave me chances in the race cars and been able to drive anything from old beat up touring cars and 24 hour endurance races to a lot of GT3, GT4 cars now and, and last couple of years in Touring Car America and now luckily back in, in GT4. So um, just been been blessed, been lucky to get those opportunities. It's It doesn't come very often that, that drivers get that opportunity. Yeah, I, I'm... Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. A lot of people I've talked to, and obviously it's a passion. Yeah. But the, the timing had to be right, and exactly. and you know they got to be good. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah. so did you have a coach at all for a yeah. karting? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. So he, it took a while before we could we could get a coach, but I got a coach, and and um, he helped me a whole lot. I mean, a whole whole lot. And the, my first coach that I had, he was real rough around the edges, and he knew that we we couldn't afford really yeah. to do the racing. So what he had me do was. Had me drive up to New York State. I lived in Pennsylvania when I was karting and um, drove up a couple hours to New York State. And he had me go to the karting shop and I had to take apart and put together all of my, my co-driver's carts. So my competitors, I was taking apart their cart, put it back together, 
Um, and then I would only go out on old tires when everybody else had new tires because we just didn't have the budget to do it. So he wanted me and tried to ingrain in me that you're, you don't have the funds maybe to do it as much as a lot of these other guys. So we got to learn the hard way. And if you can get fast doing it the hard way, then you're going to be successful in racing. Yeah, that's exactly what we did. Then I got a, a, another coach after that, and, and we were able to travel naturally doing it, and it helped a whole lot. And he would tune my cart as well, work at mechanic on it. Um, so that, that helped me a lot be able to, when I got to the opportunity to actually coach, it allowed me to have a good sense of what I liked as a driver hearing from a coach, yeah. and I'm able to now give that to all the, the students that we have in the school. Do you find that there's a certain theme that as a coach you really need to instill into your students that you see over and over and over again? Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. I mean, the biggest thing is as long as those drivers can be comfortable. If the driver isn't comfortable, then they're going to be nervous the whole time and it takes them that much longer to progress. So you have to be that coach for them, but you also have to be that friend for them as well. Right, you have to be hard on them, but you want to make them comfortable enough that they're okay with you being hard on them. They're almost like, like a brother or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Or even a father figure to some of the younger kids. Yeah. Um, so I know that's what helped me a lot. A lot of positive reinforcement is also really good. You know, so just the way that you interpret things and the way you come across to people is, is really important. So I, I've tried to take that on to my coaching aspect of things and, and try to instill that in all my students as well. So you've got an awesome role here at Skip Barber. Um, where do you see yourself growing and what do you want to do and race like in the future? So uh, lately, believe it or not, I've been, I've been coaching a lot of the NASCAR drivers. So I've coached about 30 something of the top NASCAR drivers, teaching them how to turn right a little bit more than just turning left. Yeah. And uh, luckily I've been able to make really great relationships there and coach a lot of guys full time now in NASCAR. Uh, so I would like to maybe step into the NASCAR ring and do some road course races. I think that would be awesome. Yeah. Um, but really, doing GT4 racing here is incredible. Get back into GT3 racing like I, I was doing previously. That would be a great step. I, as a kid, when I got into karting, I wanted to race in Europe so bad because that's where the Mecca was. Yeah. So I would love to go over and do some races in Europe. That would, I think, be the cherry on the, on the top kind are, of thing for me. Are there any bucket list tracks you haven't been to, either U.S. or foreign, that you just like, I gotta get I gotta get on the track? Yeah, Spa in, okay. uh, in Belgium. I, I want to go to Spa. That My favorite track in, in the States is uh, Road America. Yeah. And Spa seems very similar okay. to Road America. It's very high speed, high risk, um, just a very long track. Uh, and I absolutely love those, those kind of tracks. So I would love to go to Spa. Um, Hockenheim over there would be awesome. Um, really, a lot of the European tracks look look pretty pretty cool. So awesome. So um, for yeah. yeah, you were saying the high speed at Road America. So and the cars you're driving, which are a lot faster than the car I drive, yeah. uh, the kink is is a little bit uh, yeah. uh, dangerous through there. Yeah, in any car, even in a Miata, it's it's extremely dangerous. It's it's all about full commitment. Yeah, yeah. And the thing is, I mean, you know, it's it's such fine margins that you're playing with. If you turn in just that little bit too late, you're gonna drop a tire on the exit. If you drop a tire on the exit, you're probably going head on to the wall. So you know, that's they call one of the the final corner out of um, uh, the Canadian Formula One track. 
uh, wall of champions. Well, <laughs> I say Road America, the inside wall or the outside wall, those are the wall of champions because yeah. yeah. a lot of people have had big, big wrecks there. So, um, yeah, the kink is very hairy. It's going to be interesting in, in the Supra for yeah, sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, it was hairy in the TCA car and, and stuff like that. So it's uh, interesting. So uh, you have any really, really memorable races that you would just never forget that were really special for you? Yeah, there was there was a couple in uh, in karting where um, where I was I was just in the middle of of trying to figure everything out, and uh, there was this one big national race where I was out there with my first time ever competing for a win out of you know the, the top 50 karting drivers in the country, and I went for a pass and ended up taking out myself and a third place driver, and I was. Absolutely got it done. I was like, I could, I could have won this race. Next day, came back and a start from the very back of the field and was able to drive all the way up and, oh, wow. and almost win the thing. Um, and that right there allowed me to really understand that just because you have the speed now means that, well, with greater speed comes greater responsibility, right? Yeah. Um, so, you know, just being able to have that mindset the next day that not letting what happened the day before affect me and be able to go out and perform. That, that race uh, helped me a whole lot. And other than that, I mean, there's a lot of races that, that kind of, you know, it's a poke a soft spot yeah. in me. One of the really cool ones was um, in uh, 2019, I did a series called the Celine Cup. Um, and I uh, was invited to do it and was able to get a full factory ride uh, to do that full season. It's basically a GT4 car. Yep. And um, came down to the last race of the year to win the championship. I was, I was, uh, I was like, I think neck and neck with the other driver, and was able to go ahead and win, win the race. And that win ended up winning the championship on that final race, the championship oh. race. So that was, that was a pretty cool feeling. Yeah. It, was, um, it was cool because to win the championship, I got a full-time GT4 factory ride um, in, uh, in the Celine car for the next year. I was supposed to. Supposed to go race in China and get a full factory ride over there, and then COVID happened and that oh, all went out the window. Oh so, my god! So, but that was a cool, that was a cool feeling. Um, yeah. To to do that. That's that awesome. Well, last thing is I want to. Well, first of all, obviously you I want you to plug anybody and anything. Yeah. So Skip Barber's got to yeah. be on the list. Yep. Um, so anybody else that uh, that you want to thank for for kind of where you're at or yep. maybe right now you're sponsors or anything like that yeah so i mean the biggest thing is as long as you have family support it's very easy to do the rest of this so i mean my my parents just because we didn't have as much money as the other other uh people it didn't ever affect them and they had such a tremendous uh, backing in, in my life just being there spiritually and mentally and everything for me so my parents are, are number one uh, my now wife She's been there with me since I was in karting. I was going through all the hard times. She's been with me through this entire journey now, coming from no racing background. So she has been extremely, extremely um, crucial in my in my success. Just keeping me level-headed, being somebody to talk to. Um, and I mean, I've had a lot of people throughout the years that have helped me out, that have put me in their race cars. Um, but Skip Barber has done so much more, more for me than any anybody else. So. Um, Skip Barber Race to School, Anthony DeMonte, all the DeMontes uh, that are part of Skip Barber, they have been tremendous in, in my racing career. They saw the potential, they've been actually finally able to give me the chances that, 
that I felt that I've deserved and, and that I've just never been able to do because I didn't really yeah. have those funds, you know. Yeah. So, um, I was, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's pretty much it, man. I mean, Poland Designs also paints my helmet, so it keeps okay. my, my brain buckets nice and, <laughs> nice and shiny, get, get an awesome little uh, partnership with them. But other than that, Skip Barber has cool. been tremendous. So, um, so how, how, can, how can all the other NASCAR drivers listening who need help, yeah. how can they get a hold of you? Call Skip Barber Racing School, and you just say, hey, I want to talk to Carter Partuck, want to, want to have him uh, coach us. The beauty is, you know, our home track now is Virginia yeah, International Raceway. Yeah, yeah. We're only about two hours from Mooresville, where most of the drivers uh, are at. Um, and also, we go to a lot of the tracks that the NASCAR drivers race at. So they can contact us, contact our sales guys, and um, just ask for me, and then we'll set up something for them, pick a track, I'll make sure I'm there, and then we, we make sure it happens. Awesome, man. Man, it's been a pleasure getting yeah. to know you a little bit better. Absolutely. Cool. I want to thank you for listening to Driven to Compete. It's been a pleasure sharing this episode, and I hope we've provided some inspiration and entertainment along the way. If you like the content, please share and like, but I have one ask for everyone listening. I would appreciate more than anything to add you to my weekly newsletter. Simply visit my website, driventocompete.com, and you'll see a form to get on my newsletter where I share exclusive content and giveaway swag. 